1: Of the world, Steve Finger Style.
0: So, welcome to another rendition of The Podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. They ship worldwide. They got everything from comic books, signed sports memorabilia, signed wrestling memorabilia. Anything you need or want, it is literally there. Best thing is, they update daily, so they got new product all the time. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games, and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil and so many others. Everything you see on their websites is available in paperback and ebook format, so please check them out at BossFightBooks.com If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products on the market, look no further and visit LegacySubs.com and use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They have everything from sleep aid to muscle building to pretty much anything that makes you feel great and better and have you live a healthier life they are legacy sports nutrition so please visit them at legacy subs.com and if you want to support me monetarily and directly you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device it's embedded right there in the description click on that link takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to travel mugs to phone cases anything you need or want it is literally there but the freest thing the most important thing the thing everybody should be doing every time you listen to an episode if you haven't done already is please rate subscribe review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined by two-time Juno-nominated and platinum recording artist, returning guest and lead singer of stereos, Patrick Cordyback. What
2: is going on, man? Thank you for having me on again.
0: Yes, it's nice to be here. We are not alone, so if you want to introduce also our next guest that's joining us, go for it, man.
2: Yes, my uh, partner in crime helped me found the band, uh, nice. and my best friend in the world, Rob Shalh, who our guitar player is also on this uh, little chat with us, and he is the funniest guy I know besides myself. I uh, I sign off on that. It's great to be here.
3: Very uh, very stoked to get going.
0: Okay, so I, I didn't know this. You guys are best friends. So what happens if, say, the friendship ends? Does that mean the band ends again? Uh, I mean, it would depend
2: on the band is at at that point, I think. If it's okay, going okay. well,
0: we probably have to suck it up. <laughs> yeah, we probably have to figure something out.
3: Stand up on different stages where we have, like, a little rise. I can't remember what band did that, but I remember there was some band that said they would never play together again.
0: Oh, shit. So, yeah.
3: you do it, they actually built a separate little stage. It's someone huge, too, like Judas Priest or something like that.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Look it up. The Cause... police.
2: The drummer of the police wouldn't right. face Sting. So, he, like, That's played right. side. Something like that, yeah.
0: Oh shit! It's funny how that is, but you know why you can't throw good money away if it's on the table, right? So you gotta, you gotta suck it up. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> so is it sort of like okay? The only thing I could compare to—I've worked with friends in the past, but that was like meaningless jobs, whatever. Not like what I'm doing now for a career, but. How is it working with a friend? Because the only thing I could relate it to would be, like, say, working with your wife. Like, I love my wife to death, but if we were to work all the time together and come home together, like, that, that's, that's like, hard. So how do you guys do it where it's the business side and then the friendship side?
3: You know, honestly, we've kind of always done it. We met actually working together at a job, and we kind of built our friendship at work.
0: <laughs> oh, then, there you uh, go.
3: And then from that was in, I mean, that was during, uh, we'll never forget, because it was during the 06 Stanley Cup run for the Oilers there that we're still not over. But um, <laughs> it, uh, not to bring that up, but uh, yeah, we it's kind of all we know. And like, I don't, I've I've been in one other band that has a singer that's not Pat. So whether it's some form of music we're doing or different like stupid jobs we've had in Edmonton, um, right, right. kind of used to it at that point. So, I don't really know any other way.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I was going to ask because I know when I'm, I'm going to relate to a lot of the old stuff we talked about, so I don't repeat myself. But Pat, like you said it before, the original guys you started off with in your so-called garage band is not the current format of what Stereos is. So, Rob, with you, was was that the case too? Did you go out before you went with uh, with Pat, or was was Pat like the the first band you were with? You know,
3: actually, I um I ended up leaving grade twelve and going down to California on tour with like uh, kind of like a. Uh, I guess like a punk rock band that two two members of stereos um, one one past and one present were actually in as well so I've been doing it since about 03 02 around there Um, and I knew of Pat in uh, in kind of the Edmonton music scene and I knew of the guy wasn't sure who he was wasn't sure if he's a good guy or not (laughs) and then yeah I saw him at a couple shows and yeah we ended up selling uh, Sean John suits together
0: you know, wow, why? what a throwback, Sean John Yeah, man, I'm like, that's, that's so funny <laughs> Well, you know what, what's old is new again Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I was telling my wife the other day I'm like, thank God I held on to all my late 90s and early 2000s wardrobe Because now I could start busting them out slowly And people won't exactly. even think it's recycled
2: Totally, I was thinking that too, absolutely I just saw an ad for, like, those Mondetta sweaters You know, with, like, the flags and stuff on them
0: Which ones are those? Uh, what what is
2: is that? I not like it said Mondetta, it was like M O N D E T T A. I don't know. Now you guys okay. don't recognize, so who knows? Well, but I it, just remember it being like a. Band, but they have flags, like the Canadian flag or American flag, okay. and it was like, anyways. And it's like we're back. I'm like, of course you're back. Yeah. Like, just
0: Rick. like whole <laughs> line Tommy, like it's all just yeah. Well, nasty. and actually speaking of Sean John, I think my wife is the one who told me she heard somewhere that Puffed uh, Puffed da, Puff out or P Diddy, whatever he's called these days, that he's bringing that line back again.
3: <laughs> of course he is. <laughs>
0: again money yeah, on the table
3: you guys that can sell it in edmonton for him <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> well Rob, you said that was how you got into the band but what got you into music what made you want to be a musician and what made you think you could do this for for a living man
3: yeah so i had, uh, I had pretty cool parents um that showed me cool stuff um my dad uh the two things growing up in Northside side edmonton like that mattered were like wayne gretzky's oilers and sure. um And music, and my dad actually played guitar in Gretzky's girlfriend's band when he was an Oiler. So I was kind of just exposed all of it so i did my thing with hockey until i sucked <laughs> and I it anymore and uh i always wanted to be in music but truthfully right. if any if any listeners will know what this is it's awesome okay. what really truthfully i've tried to trace it back what got me into it we had a vhs that was kind of like a vh1 behind the music of okay. the california raisins okay so i would watch it every day thinking these motown songs they were singing <laughs> were original raisin recordings
0: wow. and i like
3: built personalities up and like it's still why i play like certain guitars and not because the raisins did but sure. it was a hundred percent the raisins. and then from there, parents just fed like hey here's the cool bands and they were super into like rock and roll and hair metal and from then i i just took off
0: oh my god yes another good throwback to california raisins so like what happened to all these good mascots like wasn't it like every company no. had like a mascot then all of a sudden that's it it became more corporate and everything disappeared
3: Yeah, they probably got cancelled
0: or something. You know know what? Thinking back now, probably some of those mascots would get cancelled in today's day and age.
3: Yeah, you can't put those raisins on social media.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, you do play guitar for the band. Now, for people who've never played guitar, because, okay, the most two famous instruments, obviously, in any band is drums and guitar, right? Obviously. So, for people who want to start off being in a band or whatever or want to gravitate towards guitar what's some tips you could give out because again i used i considered myself a musician like but i played like brass instruments i wasn't like a string guy or anything like that so guitar was very hard for me to grasp because i couldn't do like the hand like especially on the neck like you know what i mean so that totally threw me off but as for tips what can you throw out there for some people
3: you know i actually when when stereos uh when we went on kind of a hiatus there i couldn't even i really didn't have any desire to play anymore so i really found my my love for it again so it's almost like rediscovering it again that i've been in kind of a few year process of doing um the big thing honestly is for as much time as you put into the technical technique side of like learning your theory and you know just like just different styles put into fun so i always say get an ego song so find something like you know like eruption van halen and just pick away at it for a year until you have it mastered because then it's not you don't view it as like you're you're learning at school it's like oh i have this fun little thing and oh to get better at this fun little song i'm gonna work on hammer-ons pull-offs that kind of thing so definitely i took it the other way of like hardcore how do i learn like my dad teaching me like you know like smacked on the wrist if you get stuff wrong and um i really believe in the new style of coaching of like take it at your own pace there's so many incredible tools online for it too and we were like we were looking at tab books back then you know Mm -hmm. and like um so I would say definitely, you know, like, have, have two separate practices. Have a practice that's, you know, passion-based, that, like, plays songs you love to know that are going to keep you going and have, have a practice, you know, whether it's 20 minutes of learn your theory because it's going to catch you up. It'll catch up to you down the road if you don't.
0: And, so, that, and that's a, like, good, a very good point in terms of the way people teach stuff nowadays because, again, when I grew up and I was in high school – My music teacher was uh, a conductor that was seven foot tall, fresh off the boat from Poland with a thick accent. So the way he'd look down at us and talk to us, was like so, and you wouldn't know what to, like I was more nervous during like say a test or something than I was like just doing my shit on my own, like how you said, like, you know what I mean? Because everyone learns, and that's the thing now that people are starting to learn, thank God, the one good thing about this new generation, everyone learns differently. You can't teach from the same textbook towards everyone, like, you know what I mean? So that is so true. Yeah, have fun, take it out of your own pace. And okay, how about this? So people get the realistic look at it. In a perfect world, if you're like, say, mediocre to half decent, how long will it take you to catch on guitar and play like a good, decent song?
3: That's a wild question, and I like from like it's tough to answer that based on what we just said, right? Because everyone learns at different uh, at different paces and styles, and um, you know, realistically, like I've seen some of these virtuoso kids again take eruption down in a day. Oh wow! And, uh, you're always going to get that, right? But okay. then you're going to have someone that you know puts the time in, figures it out, and like for me, it was more of a six months to still ongoing kind of thing. Wow. Um, but you know what? Like, I mean, every, we all hit. The, there's all those songs we hit, right? Like we all get that like line for "Smoke on the Water." We all figure out "Come as You Are" Nirvana. <laughs> there's like the basic songs you learn at the start. Mind you, sure. Those are probably all different now with the younger generation. But um, yeah, it's probably like "Summer Girl" stereos now, and you can have that one in a day if you try.
0: Oh, ah, there you go. Okay, how about this This question goes for both of you guys. Do you guys have any, like, performance rituals or pre-superstitions like superstitions you guys do before you go on stage or even, say, going to the studio to, to record a, a new song?
2: Mm, great question. Um, it's changed so much over the years. And we used to have these, like, silly little, like, chants that we would write or, like, I say write. as though it's, like, yeah, <laughs> we wrote them. <laughs> then like, yeah, just make up on long drives on tour. Like, they were ridiculous, like, just weird rhymes that we would, and we would get the whole group singing them backstage before we go on stage, kind of silly stuff. Um, and now it's funny because I think we're all developing our own individual kind of pregame ritual that oh. neither of us knows yet because we haven't toured in 10
0: years. We've played a couple shows. That's true. But um, I'm definitely uh,
2: taking a different approach to how I prepare. I, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that, like, it's so much more meaningful this time around when you go such a significant period of time thinking that it was never in your life anymore. And so, uh, yeah, I like to answer your question. Yes, but it's, uh, obviously it's sort of an innocuous question there's nothing serious but it's kind of like
0: a personal thing that i definitely would just i'm approaching it a lot like i think an athlete would approach a game like i want to be in the well, right that's mind. what i'm saying exactly because <laughs> i sort of do that with the podcast like every like i have my pre well i used to do that especially at first when i used to be nervous and now i don't know what the hell i was doing now not so much but before it would be like i got to do this, this this or else i know i'm not gonna have a good show totally yeah and i want to make sure that the whole band is doing that
2: that we you know you know anyone who ever pays money to see this band deserves the best from us and i think that you know we're so lucky to have like such a very quick rise to where we got to back in the day but um i'll be honest when i say i don't i don't know that we necessarily put everything into every well i know we didn't put everything in every performance and i definitely think that's going to be the approach from
0: now on for sure Oh, there you go and rob do you have anything specific that you did or do
3: yeah, I mean, I was a big, I was heavily involved in the writing of those old little jingles we used to sing. Oh, um okay. and yeah, you know, now it's like we kind of grew up a bit. So like, I, I very much want to be a professional, <laughs> and um, you know, I'm all about like, uh, like mindfulness and like kind of getting in that that uh, in my my onstage ego, I guess.
0: No, that's awesome too. Okay, you mentioned it, Pat. 14 city tour. What's going on, my friend?
2: Yeah, man. So I love every about being in a band i really do i love every single part of it like writing a new song is one of the biggest highs i've ever
0: experienced in my life and then when the guys like a new song that's amazing i can only imagine like recording
2: but the hands down the number one thing that we love doing most is playing live and so getting out there and touring this is like straight up man kind of like a dream come true from where again like we're out of this band for so long um, so, we have dates coming up in March and April, which uh, we just had to announce that um, we we do have to postpone. Of course, COVID is a bitch for everyone, man. We're not special in that regard, but it really is hitting close to home with this tour. I want to say, you know, we explored all our options in terms of like, maybe we play some, uh, you know, some cities where the provinces are already kind of open, sure. but just logistics around touring the money you spend on travel and stuff it really only makes sense if we can go start to finish front to back okay gotcha. do it and we want to be able to give everyone the best show possible you know what i mean like if we have to cut rooms in half for attendance and stuff like that like we really want to give the best show possible for ourselves for the opening acts for the fans and it just makes the most sense to kind of put it at a time where we can do it as safely as and as effectively as possible so that everyone has the best time. So um, I believe it's going to be the fall. It could be as early as June, but we're really uh, trying to hone in on those dates and getting those venues back on our side. Um, and trust me when I say like, it, it literally kills us to have to do this, but it will be for the best, and the shows are going to be better off as a result. You
0: know what you guys Absolutely. should do? You guys should do what the comedians do. Just put on a live Zoom show, man. You guys all get together in one room and rock out that way.
2: <laughs> hey, man, we've thought about that. About are you serious? Away. I want to, you know, there's, you're not, we, like Rob mentioned it, man, we grew up in punk rock bands, sure. and there's something about being in the live venue, people sweating and, you know, shouting the lyrics back at you, that that's, that's the way I want to do shows. I know we're a pop band, but there's still something about that intimacy of the live show where you're right next to the people that um, you can't replicate.
0: No, of course, most definitely. Okay, so are you guys still going to do the same 14 cities, or are you going to add more? Do you have any idea?
2: Um, it's going to be at all the same cities. I okay. Like um, as far as I know, obviously nothing's going to get cut. There's not going to be anyone who's has a, uh, a show book that's not going to now have a show. And like you actually kind of just touched on it, my hope would be that we can actually add some as well. Um, Newfoundland wasn't on there. Vancouver wasn't on there. Oh, okay. and I can say, man, we've been in Newfoundland once. Did a quick tour of it over the course of like a week, I want to say, and. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite places I've ever been. Best shows, uh, great people. Everyone out east is amazing always. So, um, this actually, that's why I say, man, I really do believe deep down that um, this delay is actually going to make the tour and the shows better because hopefully we can maybe add some extras as well.
0: Yeah, and you also touched on it quickly too that you're going to have opening acts and all that. So, you're going to try and bring back the same because I, I know each city had their specific uh, openers, correct?
2: Yeah. Um, my goal or hope is is of course that we would have the same lineups for every show. I was really excited to play with all the uh, acts that we got, but in terms of their availability and everything, we really have to nail down, I think, the dates first and hope that they can <laughs> uh, make that as well. That is really my hope because, you know, as soon as we announced the tour, I, I haven't met so many of these opening acts. We've never met in person, but oh, Instagram's an amazing place, man. You know, start right? <laughs> start back and forth and tell each other how stoked we are on this tour. And so I'm kind of getting hyped off how excited they are, and I think vice versa, so I really do hope it's the same lineup uh, across the board.
0: Now, how do you decide the cities? Because again, I'm, I'm sure it's such a logistical nightmare to try and line up everything perfectly. Do you guys like go by what you guys want first, or do you just follow like a so-called line across Canada?
2: Yep, it's... uh You know what? <laughs> to this day, I'm so thankful that we have uh, a team around us, okay. so the best way I can answer is that we have nothing to do with it. I oh, mean, perfect. It's the city... Yeah um we, i think we can have in fact we we like kind of did uh stand up for a venue change in a certain city i'm not going to say where i never want to rub
0: anyone the wrong way of but course. we're like yeah, yeah. play this city the venue we're supposed to play is not the
2: one we want to play here and we kind of put that in our booking agents here okay but from that it's the booking agent they have the relationships they know the contacts they know the promoters sure. and so we kind of let them book it and uh you know, Rob,
3: actually, you can kind of take over how touring used to work. It's kind of cool. Oh. A- <laughs> yeah. Go for it's it. Keep in mind when I tell this story, I dropped out of grade 12 for this experience. Okay? <laughs> okay. So I didn't realize when I was young that, like, you know, you had to like build a following. I was like, I'm in a band, people are going to come to these shows. So our tours back and then, and I was lured into the band with the, the playing California. So all you would do, there was a website uh but you would it was a list of every city and it's actually pretty sick kind of punk rock diy thing and you had just people would contribute like played at this guy's house played at this bar here's the contact sure. and each guy in the band would i mean i got the midwest one time and i had we all each guy in the band had to book that area and if we had no shows that was your fault and everybody oh. hated you it was the only way we had money right and not sure. uh, off an atlas like a road map yes. because it was like, like it was brick cell phones <laughs> and we and to be fair we kind of embrace it we play games like how little can you just follow the street? because if you just pay attention to the signs um i can hear an ex member in my ear right now saying this if you just pay attention to those signs they will tell you where to go and we all used to be able to do that fine but i, I cannot do anything without gps including like driving like i've lived in edmonton most of my life and sure. I, there's i find every day i'm like oh i should figure this out but it used i can't it was the wild west back then compared
0: to now it's so true i, I don't understand how everyone did not get lost more often and like it was, it's, it's almost it. as if we had instincts back then and now we lost yeah, them all. We had
3: instincts yeah exactly we <laughs> ended up in a field in roswell new mexico one time oh wow in the middle of and I'd like by, by this point I'd played Roswell New Mexico three times which is like three times more than I ever thought I would right and uh yeah we again following map atlas directions I was like I don't think this is Boise boys
0: <laughs> no I gotta ask did you see any aliens out there my friend
3: okay okay for sure that's why I was there <laughs> I made the entire with me to do it but I was like this is probably the last place they're gonna come back to <laughs> <laughs>
0: that <laughs> is, is true. D- we're
3: all here waiting for this one like thing to happen again. <laughs> yeah,
0: but don't you think there must be some like egotistical aliens out there just like humans who want the attention, you know what I mean? So they would show up. Come on.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. I completely agree with that. <laughs> uh,
0: how about documenting awesome. the tour? Is that something you guys were gonna do or you wanna do and then like either keep it for yourselves or air it at a later date or something?
2: Yes. Um we got like that's one of the biggest inquiries. Inquiries we got right off the bat when we announced oh. the tour were uh, photographers and videographers asking if we wanted to document it, and Shit. that is uh, we haven't nailed down uh, exactly what we're going to do, but a hundred percent, man, that's something we missed out on on the day. Like you, you know, everything now is about content, and you know, you, whether it be throwbacks or wh- whether it be just a daily diary on kind of what you're doing, and so whether it's something we do in real time that we upload during the tour, or if it's something as a retrospect, mm-hmm. like you can never have too much content, and like. Rob is really good at um, finding videos, or whether on YouTube or something, um, of just, like, old shows where I forgot we played. Like, there's straight-up shows, dude, where it's, like, Canada's Wonderland, 20,000 people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And we had Mm -hmm. someone filming the show from the stage, which I didn't even know we had at the time. And it's, like, the hugest crowd. And so, um, long way of answering your question. But, yes, we definitely want to document as much as possible because it's just a no-brainer
0: yeah no kidding and, and like you said and especially well again well now you know you're documented but how cool was that surprise of seeing stuff that you totally forgot about and it just made again because these guys were young you know living your lives having fun out there you weren't even thinking of what you want to think about in the future and like oh what if this all ends tomorrow right right oh yeah oh, i um yeah. here
3: take over pat
2: no no you go ahead i was uh i, yeah, say, I like well,
3: Yeah, like we, like just going back to like finding those videos. Um, when when we came back, when it was time to kind of you know, accept that we were on hiatus, and if we ever wanted to bring it back, it would take some work. There was many years back, kind of back out west here, and um, I found everything. I found every show, and I would just go on YouTube and uh, find stuff, and it was just great. It kind of kept the it kept the flame alive for me. Um, a lot of those videos were at like 2 a.m. for sure, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm responsible for all the stereos video plays of the last five years.
0: Now, do you guys cringe <laughs> looking back at those videos, or do you guys like, yeah, it was the times. What can you do?
3: It, okay, it evolves. Um, I think it's <laughs> sixty forty for me now. Oh. 60 being like okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there's it's some. Good, yeah, I think like the good shows, like the shows, I'm like, this is sick. I forgot that we even did it. It's amazing. Like Wee Days, another example. Like an arena full of kids and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, they got canceled too. Man. Um, <laughs> but, but it's interviews. I'm not super stoked on. Rob and I have found some where I was clearly like, in my defense, it was like 5:36 a.m. Breakfast Television. I know for a fact just because I did it every night. We were probably out till 4 a.m. Oh my and god. And then Breakfast TV. Yeah. But I really don't come across as like I know that I'm a good dude like i just know that i am that we're like you know i like being like nice with people and having conversations and then in these interviews I, do, I don't like how i come across I just <laughs> seem like, a, um, yeah, yeah. like fucking diva and i don't like that
3: <laughs> there's a couple i've found out there that i'd like i'd forward you. like man we can do better here next
0: time yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah oh that's hilarious okay so what are some of your favorite and least favorite parts about touring
3: yeah um favorite is literally like it's the same thing i miss about hockey my favorite part okay but first of all just like pat said playing that live show there's nothing like that sure but favorites for sure are everything that when that aren't or i guess it's behind the scenes like just hanging with the boys man like hanging with the boys on an airplane
0: oh. shenanigans
3: on the airplane sure hang boys on the bus shenanigans <laughs> on the bus like we the shenanigans there's no place that hasn't had shenanigans and uh that's what i miss i miss like you know like team dinners or band dinners it's very similar and uh I, I i love that stuff so much i cannot and especially with how much lockdowns happened over the last two years i'm just stoked to hang with the boys things that suck sound check <laughs> <laughs> unless you're pat
1: <laughs> are you all right dude i have see- a memory of you just like all this everything
3: like me literally sitting there, leaning on my amp for two hours while they check levels, and then you <laughs> come out of the back with your microphone that's not even turned on yet. And
0: oh it's my like, god.
3: This is, <laughs>
2: enough. this is Rob. Rob, uh, you know, there's like Drunk History. There should be a show called Rob History. <laughs> wow. It's, you heard it. It's actually like 15% of what happens. So here's the thing. Okay. I okay. actually, Soundcheck is the worst for me. I'll start with what sucks. He's sure. absolutely right. It is check, And it sucks for me. Because they check every other instrument first. I'm always out there with them to start. Dude, it's the same routine. I go out with you guys. It's like sound check tunnel. <laughs> like, Yay! Now we stop waiting around. So I go out on stage with you guys, I sit there and I realize, Oh my god. They're like an hour from getting to me. So then oh. I do leave for a minute, then I come back, and I'm just like waiting the whole time. I hate sound check and it's just like a drag, it's the worst. Um then I will say the best part is like everything Rob said it's kinda of bang on, man. It's like the way you spend time with your friends, you're obviously, like, seeing the world, like, you know, whether it's Canada or the States or the UK that we've done, man, we've, like, seen so many crazy places, like, with your best friends, sure. and like, going back to earlier, you're we like, what's it like being in a business with your best friends? Well, a business is tough, but when you think about it as a team or, like, a sport, like, what teams do well? It's when they have, like, team chemistry, right? So, like, we are best friends. We're kind of like brothers where, you know, there's nothing but unconditional love. And there's tons of fights and stuff too, but <laughs> I love it, spending time with the guys. But then when you're on stage, man, like that really is the culmination of years of your life. If you think about it, because from thinking about where it was I was writing that song, how was I feeling? Was I happy, sad, whatever? Like, you know, it was like going through something and then recording the song. And this album we recorded when it was like full lockdown, man, like it was Monday to Friday, ten to six and we couldn't do anything other than record this album so like Ah, then you know hear it come out and then to play that on stage and have people react to that it's just like it's so overwhelmingly amazing to have people respond to the time and efforts the blood sweat and tears quite literally that you put into this so I mean nothing tops the performance
0: yeah no I could only imagine for sure no and well put now new tracks like you said recording stuff doing stuff together again your new shit is totally different like you said but it because you're with the times like you know i mean you're not that same old group as before which is fantastic Uh, to me if if every good artist is has a different rendition of themselves in every album if that makes sense right so it's good to see that and i know we touched on it last time sunset gold that was dropped in 2020 that was great too the one i really want to touch on though is way back home okay i listened to this obviously and the first thing that hit my mind—correct me if I'm wrong—I don't know why I heard this—was the track from the Littlest Hobo. Maybe tomorrow.
2: You know what, man? I've got to—I got to be honest with you. I—I'm uh, gonna to have to
1: do some digging and listen to that song. I don't even know—I don't know that song at the top of my head. You don't?
0: Because just—just a beginning. Can I have like, something
2: on? That would be incredible if we're finding this. Dude, did I rip it off? I don't know. I'm gonna listen to it and I'm scared
0: now. Well, it's not identical. Like there's this uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it. There's this melody or this tone or something that like it, it almost sounds fairly close but like remixed almost.
2: Come on it, boys. Come on it. <laughs> oh, I definitely wanna hear this. Um that that's crazy. I like for me, way back home is such a wild mix of sounds. Obviously it's got this weird kinda outlaw country vibe to it, but then an E D M and rock and roll and mm. it builds and Builds like it's a very unique song, um, but yeah, no, I definitely want to hear this
0: reference. It's you crazy. have to—it's it, on Spotify. L- look for it. It's called M- Maybe Tomorrow or Google Littlest Hobo. You know what the Littlest Hobo is, though? Being Canadian, right? Yeah, a show about a dog. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it was on CBC.
3: A, that's news for me.
0: <laughs> oh, you didn't know about the Littlest Hobo? No, I was
3: laughing about something completely different. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, know. okay. Yeah, this is a way. Okay, this is really. I think it first dropped in the '60s. But again, because I'm an '80s baby, it was still given the reruns and stuff, so we would watch it, right? So I, I sort of grew up on that. And everyone yeah. knows that theme. Again, you have to Google it. It's it's crazy how it's so similar. And again, I want you to get back to me with this and let me know if, if I'm if I'm just if I was just really oh, high okay. at the time when That's I heard impressive. it or what the hell was going on. I don't know.
2: Interesting. That's one of my favorite things. is like I love catchy melodies, right? That's how stereo songs are always going to be. It's like we explore different genres And sounds and vibes But it's all about the hooks Now there's millions of times Where I'm like I love this new song But it's so good That it feels familiar And then I'm like I'm like scared every night That we're going to get sued So hopefully that doesn't happen
0: Well that's what I was just going to ask That's a great lead up question Is have you guys ever Have to worry about that And then did you Like how you said Did you come up with something Or anyone in the band And then you're like Oh fuck This is from somewhere else
2: Hmm not, I think so. not really. I
0: okay. definitely
2: pointed out, and I'm not going to tell you where or when, and it's on the new album, actually. There's some melodies where I'm like, oh, that is me, and I've ripped off another melody I've already written, but they're like in completely different songs, and so uh, I just don't say anything, and hopefully no one else notices. I don't think they will, but <laughs> yeah. I, I've put myself off, but I've given myself permission as well, so it's all good.
0: Well, no. well, you can't rip off your own shit. That's like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Come on.
2: No, exactly, but other than that, I don't think there's ever been a time where we're like, oh fuck, this is actually that song. Although Rob, <laughs> again, you were in a band where a guy showed up with a great, <laughs>
3: yeah, we this singer brought us this wicked new melody. Okay, and we're like, holy shit, it's the best thing ever, and it was like the the big U two single at the time. Oh my like, god, you know, on the radio in like the two, when like when they were kind of coming back, and like. Not oh, they've ever left to be honest, but like, um, like early two thousand, like two thousand seven, two thousand ten, around there, and like it's like on the radio every day. And he he dug in, he sold it. I just oh.
2: when we took off in stereos, uh-huh. this guy who Rob is describing, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. you too. We ended up playing a show when we were on tour with Headley. We did a one-off where we were headlining in Cold Lake, okay, Alberta, mm-hmm. and they. Because we knew them, we let them... He's like, hey, I have a band, Can we open? And we got him on the show. And the same dude... Rob, I don't know if you remember this. We were... Before our set, we heard their set playing. And there yeah. was a song that was identical. I don't know which song it was, but it was identical to a Taylor Swift song. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, this is Taylor
0: Swift. So it's funny. This is his MO. The same gentleman, third thing. <laughs> oh, my the God.
3: The same person. Um, bless their heart. Uh, was... Um, very excited to show us a new single they had worked on that had the same title and uh and lyrical format we'll call it as one of our main hits from Arsenal god well this yeah. is- in the hotel room he showed us he might
2: remember oh <laughs>
0: oh my god I don't know what goes well you know what I give him props for doubling down because at least he could have caved and said yeah okay I, you know but at least he doubled down and you went full throttle with it fuck. yeah you know what because he
1: dug in it makes it cool almost.
0: yeah exactly right, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's, my song, like,
3: right.
0: <laughs> oh my god that's well speaking of the new album then what, uh, like uh, why did you decide to do it well obviously during covid it's sort of perfect because at least you guys know you'll get to finish it but what made you all come together to do the album
2: Good question, man. I think it was just a result of, uh, you know, snowballing from our reunion shows. I still go back to those in uh, 2019. We did a reunion show in Toronto, and when that sold out, we did one in Edmonton. And when that sold out, it was kind of just like, I joke about the ego side, but (laughs) it kind of is, man. It's like, you know what, when you get that much energy and love from people, and it's like, you can still do this. People still want you to do this. Then I wrote Sunset Gold, and then from there it's just a matter of just chasing that dream, whether or not the world thinks you still should, or anyone around you thinks you still should. Sure. We're just going to keep doing it anyways. And so, you know, once you gave us a taste, it was just really hard to stop. Like, that's honestly the most simple. I, I don't want to answer for you, Rob, but for me it was just like once I got a taste of what it was like, I just it was it was impossible for me to go back to not doing it.
3: Yeah, and just to build off that too, it was. Uh, the lead up to it, Pat and I had done stuff like a fun, like hockey themed punk rock band. And it was like, even the talk of that was like, hey, like, do you think we'd ever want to do music for fun one day? And there was a lot of like, OK, we're grown ups. Like, we have live. I mean, we were grown ups back then, too, <laughs> I guess. Um, and, you know, it, it, like you said, like that is the second we I would say, you know what? soundcheck didn't suck at the reunion show. And it was so fun. And I would look over and I'd be like, man, we've been this is back three years ago now saying like i i just i can't believe all we've been through as a band together and we're still doing it and after that we knew I, I knew instantly i came home and i watched the dirt on netflix after and we read the dirt when we were on tour and we just like idolized motley Crue and stuff so i remember calling pat and being like i'm not done like i cannot be finished with this and uh i would say that our drive and our our passion is even bigger than it
0: was back in you know 2006 hmm. Yeah. no that's cool that's cool so obviously other than the upcoming tour whatever, anything else down the pipeline? Any else things you want to do upcoming?
2: Yeah, man, it's uh, so much to... This, uh, the music industry is so hilarious, man, because it is, the, the honestly, the hardest thing in the world. And it's also the best. So to answer your question, we have a lot in the works right now, and so oh, much perfect. is uh, at the right time. It's going to be, you know, you'll see it. And it's like... Without getting into too many specifics, like I've already started writing the next album.
0: Holy shit! Okay. I,
2: we're already so excited about some of the sounds that are coming out, and where we can take this in yet another new direction and still have it be Stereos. Um, and yeah, we definitely want to still stay busy over the summer, whether it be starting to record and get into, you know, like demoing even some of these new songs. But mm. we're definitely uh, just going to keep making music and exploring new opportunities. Like we've already had a couple where. Even in the hockey community, you know, we got to do some goal songs for the world championships. And then we made some friends in the hockey community. So there's stuff coming from that that I'm really excited to put out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just new music and tour and then new music and the tour and new music and tour for hopefully as long as I live.
0: Well, that's Great lead up to Sporting events Because I want to touch on it Because I know it's a week off Or two weeks by people Listening to this But I haven't really talked about The Super Bowl and whatnot Now in terms of sporting events Have these guys performed At live sporting events?
3: Oh uh, Yeah we have Oh, we performed at Like I would say The like you know what? I don't want to step any, on any toes here. What I thought was one of the most interesting Grey Cups, except we missed the entire thing. We <laughs> we played in, uh, we we played We missed what Was interesting. We played the Grey Cup in Calgary in oh9 as the starting band, and it was Perfect. Calgary. No, no, I, I just said the c-word. Uh, it was. <laughs> it, well, we love Calgary as one of our best fan bases. They just have a weird hockey team. Sure. Um, it was S and riders okay. and it was when the riders had too many too many men on the field and we were sitting right at that goal post oh, in the end zone we had front row tickets to that collapse except oh, yeah. I had a prior engagement where the band would get booked and then sometimes I would Dj afterwards at like clubs but we had oh. a show after the great cup that all oh, you had to be a cheerleader for the CFL to get into so priorities took over and it was a done deal and we sure. uh, we got to the the venue and everyone <laughs> was talking about the crazy ending to the game. And, uh, yeah, it was that historical moment there. But it was pretty cool. I remember we all decided to wear writer's gear so the fan base couldn't boo us.
0: Oh, smart. Yeah, you got to pander to to the home audience, right?
3: Yeah, there was a home audience of an age group that we weren't used to there.
0: (laughs) That's true, too. I didn't even think it. Well, speaking of this year's uh, Super Bowl halftime show, that that was the big so-called controversy was because it wasn't an old-school rock band, right? Yeah, and truthfully, I
3: thought that was probably next to Prince, my favorite favorite performance of all time.
0: See, and well, myself included. Like, I love '90s and 2000s hip hop. I grew up on all the performers. Like, to me, it it was fantastic. And I don't know if you've seen all the memes that have been coming out of this Super Bowl from the game alone and from the halftime performance. Yeah, I'm just laughing my head. It was it was great. Like, I don't remember like how you said Prince was a good one. There was a few other ones that. But I just can't remember. Like I totally forgot. Even Michael Jackson did a halftime show. Yeah, and, like I, I was know. like, what? He did a halftime show? I don't remember that. Like, like so many, they like, go over my head. It's it's crazy.
3: Yeah, um, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Now, there's a very quiet friend I have right now because I know he's a lifelong diehard Bengals fan. I don't know if he... can you even talk about this right now, man. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
2: like, first, watch, like even before the halftime show, I was. Kind of on this huge Dr. Dre kick, just about learning about his life, and I watched the Defiant ones the documentary on Netflix, which is incredible. Um, And so, like, I I thought it was incredible. I think anyone didn't like it as a dump in their pants. So, like, it's just like (laughs) seriously, like, it's so good. Like, if you don't like that, then you're just boring. But um, yeah, I mean, I even like like the weekend. I thought Katy Perry was we're forgetting. Let's start. Come on. Is, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm generally, like, Rob knows this. I'm pro-artist unless they give me a reason not to be. And, like, even if it's a music I don't listen to, I just have no time for the social media warriors who have a problem with music just because it's not what they listen to. Like, it's the dumbest shit in the world. So if anyone gets on that stage and delivers, you know, their life's work in a way that is cool, then I'm fully supportive. Like, I love... All the artists who did. It. I'm trying to think of one where I was like, thought it sucks. I can't right? really. Offer.
0: They were all good. Yeah. And I hate the fucking people who are climbing on 50's dick and fucking shooting him down for so called being <laughs> overweight and looking different. And it's like, I swear to God, no one who's these keyboard warriors, like you mentioned, I guarantee you they wouldn't say this to their face. And I, t- and I tweeted this actually. They would never say it to their face and 100% positive, they would all switch their lives to be him. Oh, yeah. yeah. 50's the man. Right. 50's the man minds yeah, trying to get a they saw him it's like you've gained
2: weight like i i'm trying to think who didn't over like the last two three years you know what i mean like I it's even i used to be <laughs> come on man like yeah it's just yeah. the dumbest stuff and then at the end of the day i always make the analogy like the kind of music you like is ice cream flavors it is subjective there's no right or wrong answer you can't possibly convince me that what you like is what i should like because this is not how art works so what are we doing here i just think it's uh Man, like to to take a shot at legends, (laughs) or miss at their age. I think it's just very like weak
0: baby shit. (laughs) And I'm glad you said that word subjective because a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, you could win awards, you could be Billboard this, you could win Emmys this for acting and whatever too. And but it all comes down to subjective. Like even if five percent of the world's population likes you. Who fucking cares? That's still 5%. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it's not always the majority rules. Yeah, it's nice for the accolades and whatnot. But in terms of putting good shit, yeah, like you said, art is art. Who fucking cares? 100%.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Any kind of art critique, I have a really hard time with.
2: Yeah. It's weird to me that it's even a job. You yeah. You know? I mean, this album sucks. It's like, well, there's so many people who love it. And I will say this. Nobody. Hey, are you familiar with the show I Think You Should Leave by any chance?
0: No, never heard of it.
2: Oh, it's so good. Anyways, they have this character who's like, <laughs> they're playing charades, I think it is, or something. And he has like all these obscure, like, jazz musicians, and no one gets them. But he's judging everyone else because they can't get it. He's like, you don't know, like, I don't remember the names. They're like ridiculous. Sure. And so, like, no one likes a music card, That's the thing. You can sit in the corner and be like, actually, Primus has the best. <laughs> <laughs> Always I Primus. I <laughs> would never listen to Justin Bieber. It's like, cool, dude. You're fucking lame. No one yeah. likes to out with you. Go listen to Primus. Nothing against Primus. They had that pig t-shirt, which is kind of funny. But anyways, i uh, it's just like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up. Listen matter. to matter.
0: Now, there is... Okay, we can't say it's all subjective, because if someone can't play an instrument or sing, then obviously you're the shits. So you shouldn't be making it. Like, you know what I mean? We're talking about different genres across the board. Like, if you don't like a certain genre because you're stuck up, then that's your fucking problem. Listen, no. And I've seen bands... Where I'm like, oh,
1: rough. The singer doesn't have any sort of idea of pitch. But oh. there's no
2: part of me that's like, fuck this, dude. I'm like, oh, I can't really listen to this. But I'm still like, respect. I, and I'm trying to think of like big artists who don't. Like what big artists? This is actually a good question. Maybe you have an example. Where they're, they're like well-known and you're like, they suck. Can you think of one?
0: Big art? In terms of actual talent, you mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't, I, I can't imagine we like that. Like, really is. My,
0: like, uh, oh, here, here! I'll throw this one. This, this is controversy, but I'll throw it out there. Madonna, she's not the greatest singer in the fucking world, but look, oh, look yeah, at her career. <laughs> she's awesome. You think so? You think like on terms of like Mariah Carey, Winnie Houston? I'm saying. Oh,
3: okay, so then, then it gets into a different world, I think, because then, like, then we're looking at like who is objectively a better singer, and I like. This is Pat's world. I'm just gonna take a, I'm just gonna come take a shit in your world for a second, here, buddy. Um, like Mariah, from what I've heard, can hit sounds that nobody else can. Now right. you're talking to a Mariah fans here. Um, uh, then you like Madonna is different though. Madonna had Madonna created so much of that like almost what we see with Lady Gaga now with like that sex cool image too. That sure. like Mariah was. I mean Mariah had it too, but to me those are so different entities of like massiveness. But it would be like. I guess you probably could measure who has the best voice, but I love Billy Corgan, and people can't stand that guy.
0: So ah, it changes- That's a good point. Yes, yeah, you're right. Exactly. I see what you're saying.
2: Right? We're having two different conversations here. Who is the best vocal talent? Is Madonna that? Of course not. But like, without Madonna, there is no Lady Gaga. And think about all the punk rock. Think sure. about Bruce Springsteen. He would be laughed <laughs> off of an American Idol. That's
0: true. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah, dude, Springsteen
2: is a terrible singer, but so awesome. He's not, and that's the thing, I don't think he's a, yeah, he's just not, he's not, he can't hit all the notes and do all the runs that someone on American Idol can do, but are they really an artist? Can they write? Can they perform? Like, maybe they have, like, stage anxiety. There's so many things that go into being an artist that I think, dude, I grew up on punk rock. Do you think those guys, like, playing four chords, like, the Ramones, Joey Ramones winning American Idol? Of course not. Mm. Or, you can't tell me that, like, I don't actually necessarily feel this way, I love Van Halen. Okay. Um, but to a kid who grows up on pop punk, well, you could say, well, why are you listening to Follow Boy? Listen to Van Halen. So, well, no, I like, I like Fall Out Boy. Sure. Like, I like power chords. I don't know. I think that yeah. I do have respect for people who are very good at their craft. But to me, man, at the end of the day, it's music is supposed to make you feel something. And like whatever you put point. in your headphones and get, gives you that reaction, whether it's a four chord punk song or a hip hop song or whatever, then it's immediately valid if it's connecting with even one person, then it's already past the test, in my opinion.
0: My whole barometer is when I listen to music, if I get goosebumps and my hairs go up, you're sold 10 out of 10 for me. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And even with my own writing, like, let's be honest,
2: like, Stereos is a pop band. Our biggest song is, like, you know, a sort of, like, surface-level bubblegum pop song. And so, like, I don't always strive to write, like, meaningful lyrics, but it has to fit the song. So there's songs on our new album, like, Look Good... Where to me, it's like there's meaning there, but it is like a very straightforward pop song. But then there's songs like Even Way Back Home, Thousand Days, which hasn't been released yet, where I did spend a lot of time on the lyrics. And to me, it makes it more special to me. But like, it's just it's it's you know, it's an ever changing platform in music. And the analogy I use a lot of the time is movies, man. It's like someone saying you should only ever like serious drama movies with great and you should never like a Will Ferrell film so well fuck you man sometimes I want to laugh at dick jokes you know what I mean <laughs> thank you <laughs> But then, <laughs> I do want like a crazy psychological thriller where the like Daniel Day-Lewis is like just killing it acting you know sure. what I mean like why can't I like
0: both kinds of movies and it also that's depends just- on our moods because we are human right totally
3: just like both and like I just want to add to you like that's such a big thing that added to pat and i becoming friends when we were selling sean john suits is uh we loved like crazy like we liked like cradle of filth then we'd also listen to mariah carey and nothing's changed we're still like that
0: (laughs) and that's awesome that's awesome well rob i know you got to get going pat if you want to stick around we got to do the weird story and a couple more things i want to touch on quickly so rob promote your stuff your socials and i'm sure pat will promote the band and all that after so go for it my friend yeah, sure. So if you want to
3: follow me on Instagram, it's at Rob Chalifu, at R-O-B-B-C-H-A-L-I-F-O-U-X-S-C, because I moonlight as a strength and conditioning coach as well uh, in the city of champions over here. Um, and my, uh, my counterpart here can give you every other bit of information you need. Um, and if you guys talk about the Super Bowl, just let it be known that I am a Cleveland Brown fan, and I'm having a hard time understanding what this new Bengals world is. All right.
0: Have a great day, boys. Take it easy, Rob. Thanks for coming on, man. No
3: problem.
0: Right. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl, again, all jokes aside, I thought the Bengals were going to do it at one point. Like, especially when they came out and they scored and then they got that interception. I was like, here we go. That's it. It's over, right? Uh, Odell Beckham was out. It was like, that's it. How could they lose? And then what happened happened and but how are you feeling like i know on social media you posted you were going to get a harambe holding the lombardi trophy as a tattoo how serious were you about that though come on
2: 100% man so like fuck off i make bets myself and like god i feel all the time and i'll be like okay literally in my head i'll be like okay i'm okay if the oilers lose tonight if the Bengals win another playoff game and it's like you know what i mean of course it has no effect on the game. But yeah, dude, if I if they if the Bengals were going to win the Super Bowl, I would 100% get that tattoo. It's like obviously I am kind of having fun with this, but at sure. the same time my Bengal fandom is like it's such a uh, like an illustration of how I live my life. Okay. I cannot cheer for the favorite. You know, I'm not I was never a Patriots fan. I was like so for them to get to the Super Bowl against the odds, to me, it's like a movie script. It was like validating to be like I stuck with this team and they were a joke most of my life, and to get here, like it, it, it really, really, dude, I, it was, I was uncomfortable the entire game. It, it is so not amazing. a feeling that I, I enjoyed. Even when they were winning, I was happy. Of course, when they that pick, I like jumped out of my chair
0: after sure, uh, the right? touchdown, and it, like, I felt amazing. But dude, like from
2: that forward, it's it's hell. It it, it is so physically taxing to go through a game like that and have it come down to being that close. And the fact they got that close and, you know, just didn't get over the line, it sucks, man. I'm so proud of that team and, like, and of myself for sticking with my team for 30 years, like, straight up. (laughs) Um, But, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, we'll be back, we'll be back. And I really hope that's true. I think Joe Burrow is a winner, and I think guys like that generally do win championships. Yeah, But people, you know... The AFC is going to be – it's good for football fans, man, because I was – two years ago, I remember kind of lamenting. I was like, man, when I was, like, really getting back into football, it was Favre, it was Peyton, it was Brady, um, you know, Roger, and, like, even, you know, Eli Roethlisberger, guys like Phil Rivers. And I was like, man, we had a heyday of quarterbacks there. You know, I'm going to miss that. Holy shit, dude, we're in for another one already with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere and even Mac Jones in New England. Like – Getting to the Super Bowl is going to be so, so, so hard, um, regardless of, you know, fixing the O-line or whatever. So it stings, man. Sports are crazy things, you know what I mean? Unless, like, think about it this way, and I know it's obvious, but I never, it didn't really hit me until the other day on the Super Bowl. It's like, your season ends poorly, unless you win the championship, and how often does that happen? Like, almost never. It doesn't happen with my fucking hockey team.
0: Well, that's and the thing. Only one team could win, so everyone else is considered losers. So technically, you didn't do your job. Yeah, it's it's
2: so. And, but we cheer for sports anyway. You know what I mean? It's oh, like no. it's this funny thing, and I love I love it. But yeah, man, I, I wish I didn't care as much as I did. I've had a Bengals <laughs> tattoo already for oh shit, fifteen years now. Yeah, okay, okay. I have the help, dude. So I've been an OG fan, man. Like when I was six, I chose them.
0: See, and, and that's what I want to know before we get to the weird story quickly. Cause I know, okay, being here in Toronto, obviously half the population are Bills fans just because of the geography, right? But then you have like you have it scattered, it's a whole bunch of here and there. But then I find the second most popular team is the Bengals. Like, including yourself, I must know like a good six or seven people who are Bengals fans. Why? Oh, my
2: God, dude. I, ne- I never met- meet them. Almost ever, ever, ever have I met Bengals fans. Are you Unless serious? Robin and I... No, man. When we lived in Toronto, we okay. went to a couple of Bengals games. We went to a playoff game against the Jets in 2010. Sure. And obviously, I met a ton of Bengals fans in Cincinnati there. Well, oh, yeah. But, dude, I almost never meet them. So, That's I true. yeah. I- and I kind of... But, dude, you'd have to know me. Like, I like that. I don't like the following the group, if that makes sense. Sure. You know what I mean? Like... I cheered for football more than hockey for most of my life because yeah. it was different. Now the NFL is kind of taking on, you know, people are getting into it with fantasy. I, I don't know. It's a weird defect I have. I like being an outlier and be like, nah, this is my shit. And so I chose them at six because the quarterback's name was Boomer and they had tiger stripes on the helmet. I was just a dumb six-year-old. And from then, dude, there have been times in my life where when Carson Palmer was like, I'm never playing football again if it's for this team. And I'm like, why did I choose this team? Like, no. I was a six-year-old. I shouldn't have to stick with this team. Like, they're apparently a terrible organization. I don't live in Cincinnati. And for some reason, man, I couldn't shake it. I was like, you know, New Orleans is my favorite city in the States. Sure. And I've been to, I've been to more Saints games than I have Bengals games because I love that city so much. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm a Saints fan. But, dude, deep down, you know, you're lying to yourself. I was never not a Bengals fan. And so this whole playoff run was validating. And having Burrow, he's changed the organization.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, so th- th- those are my colors that I align with. And it's it's the same thing. You just gravitate, and it's like, even in those shitty years after Cunningham left and they had literally nobody, it was like, yeah. do I still want to, like, what attachment do I have to this city? I don't care. Other than, like, someone like, like people like seeing, like, and in your case, like you said, Boomer and stuff, me, it was Cunningham. Like, seeing a quarterback who could do and be athletic instead of just sitting in the pocket, that blew my mind. Totally.
2: Especially back when Cunningham was playing right? also at the time he was playing they had hands down their best uniforms those kelly greens yes those were so nice man they got to go back to this.
0: yeah but i do have to admit since he does have i say top 3 if not the best helmet in in the nfl for sure
2: it's so sick and like to this day like the same thing that made me love it as a kid i, I honestly like i'm a huge i care way too much about uniforms if you ask my friends i'll be like right. i i can't watch this game the uniform matchup is so gross and they'll be like who cares i'm like i care Like, the aesthetics matter to me. That's weird. And, like, I watch games and get stoked on the helmet. And their uniforms this year, the Bengals are so nice. They
0: clean them up. And so I enjoy watching them again. Awesome, awesome. Well, that leads into the weird story, which is actually Super Bowl related, oddly enough. So I don't know if you've, uh, like, okay, how about this? Are you a fan of bidets? (laughs) You know what, man? I've never used a bidet.
2: Shut up! Never, but it sounds like I would be a fan. It sounds like kind of a no-brainer to be
0: a fan. Okay, well, again, being European descent, we grew up in homes that had bidets all the time because that's obviously a European thing. So to me, it wasn't a new thing. Like, I don't, like, to me, yeah, if I have it, I'll use it if if needed. But it's not a thing I need, actually want, right? So there's this actual, this company called Tushy, and it was offering, I don't know if you heard about this because this went viral apparently, $10,000... For the best post Super Bowl shit photo taken.
1: Oh my god!
2: No, I did not hear about this.
0: And here's the kicker: they dubbed it Super Bowel Monday.
2: <laughs> hey man, you know what? If your like whole business revolves around assholes, that's kind of genius. You got to come up with stuff like that. So, like, good for them. I, I'm like, I did not hear about this and especially the kind of, like, food people are eating on Super Bowl Sunday, there's probably right? some
0: absolute doozies. Oh, but this goes a lot further, too, and people were getting cheeky, no pun intended, and they were submitting, like, posts of, like, Donald Trump, they were submitting memes, like, you know what I mean, of just, like, the shittiest people out there, as and then having it off just, like, as shits, but this goes so much further because they actually, they posted rules, they had people fucking going crazy and retweeting stuff, so... Okay, I don't know how they would judge this because, again, I would think it's subjective, right? What's, what's a nice-looking shit? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, nice? Like, is it supposed to look healthy?
2: Like, in that case, you know, you don't want it to be too liquid. I don't know. Well, here it is.
0: I found it. The, the judging criteria. So now imagine actually being a judge and getting paid for this. That, that's another whole story. So they were looking at four main things. Texture, color, mass, and I don't know how you judge this. Extra flair. <laughs> oh God,
2: dude! Like, imagine it's like your first day on the job, and you're like, "Yeah, this is what you're doing today." I do not understand. Does anyone won yet?
0: Um, I don't think they posted because as a disc recording, this is literally a couple of days after uh, Super Bowl, yeah, okay. so, 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 so I, they, they have. Gun submissions. People started submitting early. They were getting all pissed off. They're like, "No, we don't want your shit pics yet. Save them. Wait, you have to wait till the entries are open." And okay, well, and there's actually rules behind it, believe it or not. Because then I'm like, "Well, what stops someone from showing, like you said, like their asshole? Like, what if, like, you know, some sexual shit, like whatever, right?" So they did post rules. So they have some rules. I'll run some of them down. So it can't be sexual, it can't be explicit or suggestive or anything violent or derogatory, so you can't show, I guess, shitting on someone, so that, that's out the window if you're trying to be creative that way. You can't promote alcohol and illegal drugs. Okay, I guess they got to cover their basis, right? Can, they can no obscene, profane, discriminatory or defamatory in any appropriate way, so uh, I, that makes no sense to me because you're already shitting, but whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, yeah. You can't have trademarks. You can't promote any other business. You can't do stuff like that if you're trying to be smart as well. What else is there? No background artwork or music unless it's your original. Well, I guess, yeah, because you don't want copyright stuff. That makes sense too. Depict or promote illegal activities. Okay, makes sense. And that's about it. So you can't violate any of those terms to be actually eligible.
2: Jeez, I can't imagine you enter that. I mean, I guess someone needs the money.
0: Well, again, it goes even deeper, my friend. They weren't only allowing people to submit DMs. You could post it on their timeline. So anyone could go see your fucking shit if you wanted to. Oh,
1: my God, dude.
0: Someone's doing a deep dive tonight, huh?
2: (laughs) I don't, I don't, like, oh, my God. You know what? I will say this. We went, content is king. And I'm sure they are experiencing a huge boost in awareness and that must be their goal. But man, I can't imagine signing up for this on behalf of the, like the company being like, yeah, we're
0: gonna do this and we're gonna review this like that sounds just terrible to me. Yeah, I, I just don't get it and it was just they were like so their this account is beautiful on Twitter. Everyone go follow it. What is it? It's, uh, I think it's called Hello at Hello Tushy. They make fun of themselves so badly. It's fantastic. The way they just poke fun at everything, like saying that most of our entrants need some extra fiber in their diet. What the hell are you guys eating during Super Bowl? This must be some alien type shit. Like, you know what I mean? Just on and on. And it's like, oh my God. I, again, I could only imagine. And again, I'm assuming you have to be, have some kind of fetish towards shit in order to dodge it. No?
2: I, probably, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like they're averse to it.
0: I don't know I don't know well people if you want to go look at it and if you're into shit because everyone's into something <laughs> out there I guess that that's the place to go <laughs> Rob is probably so stoked he skipped this or is he oh, maybe not
2: you're right maybe like, <laughs> I can't find time
0: to shine. Oh well anyways but promote again your stuff personally the band stuff anything you want out there go for it my friend floors are yours
2: yeah man my Instagram is Cordy Back to the Future which I will let other people figure out how to spell, but most importantly, the band accounts are all at We Are Stereos. Uh, that goes for Twitter and Instagram, and I believe the Facebook is just at Stereos, but if it's not, then it's also at We Are Stereos. Very straightforward. Check us out, and we will be in a city near you hopefully as soon as possible, and I can't wait for that to happen
0: and for myself you can find me on instagram and twitter under finger styles you can follow the podcast on twitter the podcast dap email us your thoughts suggestions comments anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast at gmail.com please rewind to the top of the show support those fine sponsors because what helps them almost definitely helps me out and most importantly please rate subscribe review on all major platforms one last question before i let you go my friend See now that rob's not around you can answer this honestly will you ever go solo
2: Oh, I would never say never to anything, but I will definitely say with certainty it is not on my radar at all right now. I mean, I want to play music for the rest of my life. That's something I realized, especially over the last two years. And so, yeah, I would be surprised if that didn't, you know, it definitely will involve writing for other artists and things like that, because, um, you know, writing is my passion. Stereos is always my number one priority. Um, But I could see it happening, for sure.
0: That's awesome. On that note, he was Rob, he's Pat, I'm Steve, this is the podcast. Peace.